You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, April 29th. As always, I am your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at Off the Bench Baseball, Baseball FYI, or Fires on Base, or my more pop culture entertainment-related sort of stuff, if that's your thing, at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, Inverse Play Disgusting, and more, and hopefully many more to come. Of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account. Which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J A V I I P E N O. And if you feel so inclined, only if you feel so inclined, hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. Also, remember uh, to send me some five-star reviews and write a question or a comment or whatever, and I'm going to be reading those at some point. Uh, I actually saw that there's been some some new reviews added. We'll see if people added comments, and I'll be reading them on this podcast. How about that? You'll be featured on the show. Very cool stuff. And in terms of today's show, guys, it is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Saturday at 8.40 p.m. Eastern Time for a little live reaction watch-along for the beginning of the game against the San Francisco Giants. That should be a lot of fun. But in terms of today's show, going to recap my thought on last night's uh, explosive uh, victory for the Padres. And then later on, part two of my conversation with Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks, who we just vanquished. We vanquished them, don't worry, but you guys can listen in if you didn't already uh, to what bet we made, what wager we made, and what would have happened if uh, you know the Padres had lost last night. And I think it's really fun. And we just talk about some diamonds, Diamondback stuff, whether the Carson Kelly renaissance, Eduardo Escobar, and all those guys, whether or not that is legit and what Millard is feeling. It's very, very fun to listen to very entertaining so i hope you guys enjoy that but before we get into miller you're stuck with my old ugly mug i know you guys can't see me right now but you're stuck with me let's recap the game so the padres won by a score of 12 to 3 and as i mentioned in my little locked on now video you guys might have seen if you saw um, on the twitter page for the show uh just a a bad start. Ryan Weathers was the starter for this game, and literally yesterday's podcast, I talked with Aram Layton of Lockdown Marlins and Lockdown MLB Prospects, and he was talking about how exciting he was, that his uptick in velocity combined with his already great control was resulting in a whole lot of good stuff, and, you know, not a great, he doesn't make guys whiff necessarily, or his chase rate, I'm sorry, his chase rate wasn't through the roof or anything like that. That's because he always found the zone and stuff, and it's not that he left game uh, today's game early because he got hit up it's because he was hurt he left the game with what was being called arm soreness what exactly that means I don't know we did get some further updates along the game uh, as time went along it's not necessarily expected to be too crazy uh, Kevin Acey actually tweeted saying, Jace Tingler on Ryan Weathers' joint inflammation, saying, nothing on the inside, more on the back of the forearm. He felt almost dead-armed and fatigued. And another thing Acey mentioned was, two years ago, on this same day, 428 in 2019, Weathers, with low A, uh, Fort Wayne, he left the game after two innings with what was called dead arm, and then he did not pitch for three and a half weeks after that, so... 
Not a great uh, turn of events for the Padres to start off this game. It was really unfortunate because he'd been doing so good. And did I feel somewhat responsible? Did I feel like I jinxed it with me at RM's podcast? Maybe. Maybe just a little bit. And on top of that, Will Myers was a late scratch from the lineup. And then Neil Ramirez is brought in. All of a sudden, this game is going to be a bullpen day. And then we're down uh, by two runs. Not looking good so far for the Padres. And then, well... The offense came back, ladies and gentlemen. And it basically all started in the top of the fifth inning, which saw a whole lot of singles and just good hitting. Not a lot of home runs, not smacking the ball all over the place. Just good team offense, starting with singles from Jerickson Profar and Victor Caratini, who I love, by the way. Love that guy's attitude. Love that guy's energy, believe it or not, in Caratini. Love Profar, too, but Caratini's been such a lovely uh, replacement. And Austin Noll was actually just activated off the IL. So right when we got somebody back, uh, we lost somebody potentially in Weathers. And again, of course, guys, I will update that. Uh, with you and give my take on that as time goes along. But Nola's back, and Victor Caratini as the backup catcher still has been has been pretty good so far. And then Hassan Kim gets a nice single to center, and it allows Jerks and Profar to score. And Victor Caratini heads to the third on an error by Josh Rojas, who ends up having an amazing catch, by the way, later on in the game uh, to rob Tatis of potentially an extra base hit. Granted, we were up by so many runs that it didn't matter as much, but still a great catch by him. And then Tommy Pham was brought in to pinch hit. He gets a single and then Tatis gets a single to drive in a run Trent Grisham gets a, a single to drive in a run. Joe Busgrove is brought in for to pinch run for for Tommy Pham which was interesting I hope Tommy Pham's okay because he's slowly starting to turn it around Manny Machado then gets the big hit probably the biggest hit of the night in actuality bases clearing triple scoring Joe Musgrove Fernando Tatis and Trent Grisham that's right guys and all the Padres hitters that's the funny thing about the Padres hitters is they're still playing okay. They just haven't been able to drive guys in. They've been starting things but not finishing things. And in this case, you know, still a very fun inning, and it was very exciting. It's been basically a while since we got a nice Padres offensive super inning like that against a team that you know you should be hitting. I know that they've been doing well against the Dodgers, and I think that the rumors, reports of my death were greatly exaggerated uh, in terms of the Padres' offense sometimes, but still, nice to see that inning. Jake Cronenworth at pinch hitter. Uh, apparently, all it took was a little bit of days off. As uh, that, I'm quoting Kevin Acey yet again. Uh, 5 for 42 slump. Apparently, all it took was a little bit of time off, and then he comes in, hits a rocket, an absolute rocket uh, home run, and then that's not all for to round out the offense for the rest of the game. Hassan Kim hits a double later on in the game in the top of the eighth to score Jerks and Profar. And then Will Myers is able to come back. I mentioned earlier in the podcast that he was taken out of the game. It turns out it was just precautionary and that it was just for any type of contact tracing or whatever. He was allowed to come back into the game and was brought in to pinch hit. And he gets a single. Really great. Driving in Victor Caratini. That was awesome. Uh, Tatis hits a sacrifice fly. It, it was awesome. And then later on in the game, the cherry on top, Jorge Mateo homers to left, scoring Eric Hosmer. Two-run shot to bring the score. All of that to 12-3 is the kind of offense we've been waiting for from the Padres. And it brings all of everybody's numbers kind of up a little bit. Makes them look a lot more appetizing and eye-pleasing, I guess you could say. Manny Machado on the season, he may be batting 250, but he's still got a nice on base of around 346. He's still hovering around there. So he's been good, and while he hasn't been, you know, knocking the ball out of the park, only three home runs on the season so far, he's slowly getting there, and I like that he's drawing walks. He's making good swings. 
He'll come around and start hitting really, really good. The Manny Machado blow-up month is coming. I'm telling you that's coming. And Trent Grisham off to a good start. He actually is one of the only people who doesn't really uh, get in on the fun of this game going one for five. But just on the year so far, he's been great around a 280, 290 average, 370 on base. One of my bold predictions this year was that he'd be a top 10 MVP candidate. He's got four home runs. I'm expecting him to be good, man. I really, really do. I think that this guy's going to be awesome. And then... Tatis, who's a little bit down, don't worry, don't get me, don't get me wrong, around 340, 330 on base so far, but considering he was batting like 120 pre-Dodgers series, he's basically been on absolute fire. He is en fuego, ladies and gentlemen, so Tatis, great to see that. And I think, in my opinion, the two most fun kind of guys aren't Machado or any of those guys. I know Machado gets the, the bases clearing triple, which is really great. Uh, but Hassan Kim and Jorge Mateo, and one thing on the former, I don't know if you guys were listening to the, the broadcast, but I heard in the background someone was, like, yelling at Hassan Kim to tuck in his pocket because I guess his batting gloves or whatever the heck he has there was, like, just sticking out. It, it's similar to Jake Cronenworth. Jake Cronenworth has the same thing, too. But it was just, like, I just heard that the whole at-bat. I wonder if Hassan Kim took note because I feel like I didn't see the same thing the next time he was batting but anyway it didn't matter he has a nice little game Hassan Kim on the season and on base that's below 300 slugging below 300 and a batting average hovering above 200 he has not been great so far but I must say he's still been good vibes and stuff it's still been fun seeing him and I really do think that he's one of those guys that's going to take a little bit of time before his offense kind of kicks into gear. I think he's more of a second-half breakout guy. He has to adjust to major league pitching, and it doesn't always happen immediately for everybody coming from other leagues around the world and stuff like that. So in this case, the KBO League. So really cool to see that from him. And Jorge Mateo who basically up to this point has just been this speedy kind of replacement guy whenever Grisham or Myers or Pham, in, in any case, needs a day off. Nice to see him hit that home run. Wasn't super far, wasn't hit particularly hard, but still really great to see. And the bullpen was fine. You know, this is not a terrible Diamondbacks offense, but it was still able to keep them in check for the most part. And especially Carson Kelly, who's been on fire. Uh, he's definitely been in fuego. One of the highest on-base percentages in the league next to only Mike Trout. Yeah, that's right. Carson Kelly's been that good so far for this year. Uh, the, the catcher. The catcher for the Diamondbacks. But that's really all there is to say, guys. I've already chatted a lot about this game. Bottom line is this. Remember, and some people were tweeting at me. Matthew Wines, if you're listening to this, I saw you tweeting. What else? Everything seems to be going wrong right now, and I understand that. You have Weathers leave, and I'm still worried about that in terms of injuries. They're definitely piling up. But you got to remember what to take away from the Dodgers series. It can happen so quickly in baseball that your team just flips the script and you're back. It really can happen, especially for teams that are supposed to be good. The Padres are supposed to be one of those teams that go on a run. They're a top five team in baseball, potentially. So I'm not worried about them. I am worried about their injuries, though. But I do think that is different versus uh, the current roster that they have that's playing on the field. I'm expecting all those guys to hit better. And really just fun fun win. I don't know what else to really say right now. I'm really looking forward to the San Francisco series because San Fran's got some good players. They're going to be going up against Kevin Gosman, who is a very, very underrated pitcher, I would say. And I'm not just saying that because I have him in my one of my keeper leagues for fantasy. He's really, really good. Great strikeout stuff. And I think some people are assuming just because he, he used to play for the Orioles that he has that Baltimore Orioles stink on him. Well, it's clearly worn off and he's been great. I even like guys like Aaron Sanchez on that team. I think they're really, really good guys. So not a bad team at all. It's going to be an important series to see if we can vault ahead of them uh, more in the standings. But like I said, I've been talking enough already on my thoughts on last night's game, guys. Now I want to talk to you about Locker Room. 
That's right. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room, the first social media audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for the Lockdown Padres podcast once a week. Yes, that's right. You can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here on this podcast every day. It's the perfect place to start conversations guys watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and of course reacting to big news or rumors of AJ Peller makes a trade or whatever I will definitely be hopping on locker room to do that for sure that would be a lot of fun I think uh it's inevitable I feel like AJ Peller is inevitable he's probably gonna make some type of move at least I think god can you imagine guys MLB trade deadline is going to be awesome this year. That's another thing to look forward to. But anyway, uh, so be sure to tune in for that. And what I like the best about Locker Room is it's so easily accessible for everybody. You just download the app and you hop on in and talk. You know, you don't need a microphone set up. You don't need capture cards and different Twitch accounts. You just set it up and you're pretty much good to go. So I love that. And be sure to join me this week on Saturday, like I alluded to earlier in the pod, 8.40 p.m. Eastern time at the beginning of the game against the Giants. I'm going to be going live for the first couple innings, giving my thoughts and answering all your questions, and I'll even let you speak. Maybe I'll use that audio for the podcast on Monday or Tuesday. Maybe. Not super likely. I like to make the locker rooms exclusive, but still, make sure to do that, guys. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Javier Reyes, that's J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. And then also, guys, vroom, vroom, shifting gears. Got to talk to you about some car stuff. All right, guys, rockauto.com. They've been a great family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's right, two whole decades. Uh, They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, tail lamps, even new carpet. The catalog is really easy to navigate to, which is very important for schmucks like me that don't know anything about cars. And best of all, Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now, let's talk to Millard, baby! We were talking about, well, at least you were talking about another pitcher who is going on the mound the next day, Ryan Weathers, who I wanted to talk about him because he seems to be in the same boat, the same kind of come up story that the against his counterpart, Taylor Widener, because Widener came into the season. He was a fifth starter, got picked up because Zach Allen was starting out hurt. And so he, he's kind of been the extra guy. And so far, he's been arguably the best pitcher on the staff with Zach Allen out. And Ryan Weathers, he stepped up to the plate, too, with injuries of the Padres rotation with Nelson Lamette and some other guys out. So how have you felt about Ryan Weathers? And is he here to stay for the future? Uh, again, it's, it's early, but one thing to remember is he is super young. He's 22 years old. And also... He's a top draft pick, like at once upon a time in 2018. I think he was the seventh pick in the draft. So, like, there's reason why this guy was taken early. And I think that what happens sometimes is the Padres farm system has been so deep on top of their major league club being insanely deep that we sometimes forget. I mean, this is also a team that people are excited about. They drafted that C.J. Wilcox guy in the draft who they ended up trading in the in the Blake Snell trade. And they get Robert Hassel, who people are really excited about. And then, of course, you have C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore, who are top 10 prospects in all of baseball. So sometimes people forget. 
This is what happens, right? Sometimes people forget about guys. And so far, the kid's a gamer, too. He's got a good attitude about him. He was taking <laughs> cuts, by the way, uh, yeah. when he was up to, to, um, to bat. Um, I was like, what is going on? This guy wants to hit the ball. So I, I felt a little bit nervous about him. I was like, all right, easy up, man. We need you. Um, but he's looked great so far. I believe only one run across 15 and a third innings total so far. Really great stuff from him. Uh, showing good control. Can he work himself out of situations where he, you know, gives up lead walks sometimes and that might happen with younger pitchers and he's really ironed out his game and stepped up big in two Dodgers starts that I think is really the impressive thing, especially at Dodger stadium going five and two thirds, mm. uh, not giving up any runs, striking out six. I think it was um, really good stuff. He's kind of been our own, uh, our own freight train, I guess. You, could say. <laughs> okay. you remember him? <laughs> <laughs> Do I remember him. Yeah. I remember freight that was train. So funny. We were just roasting David Peralta after For that. No, like, reason. no one knows. It was about so the, mean. No one knows was, the nicknames of these D backs players, I guess. Yeah. It was so mean. We were just out of the locker room for the, the opening day game and David Peralta, <laughs> you called a freight train. And I was like, what are you talking about? Freight train is like, it's his actual nickname. And then I looked it up and I just thought it was hilarious because David Peralta, you know, has had a couple of good decent seasons before. Mm. Um, and I know, you know, I laughed cause I, have Twitter notifications on for MLB home run. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, David Peralta. I think he had a grand slam. Did he? When recently, yesterday, not yesterday. It was, well, I'm looking at the things now. He had had to get against the Reds. He drove in seven runs. Yeah. He just went (laughs) off. He just was like three for three at the freight train, the freight train. Yeah. It was like all aboard the freight train. The D backs are tweeting out (laughs) on their account. So they always incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. How much now, I guess if you would allow me, by any chance to to pivot over to some diamondback stuff man what the heck is going it's a team that i think we both talked about was not going to be good uh expected to be good but not a team that was like walkover territory this is not a pirates this is not a detroit tigers not a i mean the mariners are playing well right now but not one of those type of teams Mm -hmm. and they've been kind of fighting back and forth that i feel like you know there's been some guys who performed offensively i forgot if Ketel Marte, your boy uh, mm-hmm. is back from injury but Mm-mm. he started off really good he's not back today. i mean he, he, <laughs> 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 he started off awesome he matched his home run total in like two games against the Padres from last year um so but the other big thing is eduardo escobar so what is kind of the feeling about some of the Diamondbacks players who are performing really well right now, especially considering that Cattell Marte and Zach Gallon, who are probably to use a fantasy analogy, like the only two players that everybody drafted in their league this year. Like it's one of those types of situations well, along with maybe, maybe the closer. I don't know, but even that um, not much, right? Yeah. He's the type of guy you pick up later and just hope that he gets you some saves. You know what I mean? But so how do you feel about those two guys and their breakout so far? Yeah. Or so far. Yeah. Eduardo Escobar. Who's the other guy for the breakout Cattell? Yeah. Or yeah. Eduardo Escobar, and then, um, I don't know. Who's the other player that's doing well? Right Carson now? Kelly's killing there it. We the, Kelly. Yeah, there we go, Carson Kelly. There we go, that was yeah. the one. That Let's was get the one. some Carson Kelly talk, because those two, I mean, the, the question for the D-backs this season was, as I said a lot, was what version of the D-backs we were going to get, the 2019 version or the 2020 version. So far, we're getting pretty close to that 2019 version, because as you said, Escobar got seven bombs already on the season. He's been killing it the last two weeks. He's been on fire. Fogo power, in case you want to know Escobar's uh, <laughs> nickname, in case you didn't know. 
know that. I don't think we got one for Carson Kelly yet. I'll make up one for him. But Carson Kelly's been on fire this season. He has a 1205 OPS. He's got a 500. (laughs) He's killing it, dude. He's got a 500 OBP right now, dude. This dude has become a walking machine. He's got, what, 14 (laughs) walks and 44 at-bats. All this dude does is take walks, honestly. It's been amazing. Escobar, he started off the season kind of slow. The first week and a half wasn't too good. But he has, like, seven home runs in, like, his last 11 or 12 games like the dude has been on fire recently he's striking out a lot less too so those two have looked really good from the offensive side uh Carson Kelly has also looked good at the plate and then some other D-backs players have also stepped up Paven Smith recently has been playing pretty well in the absence of Ketel Marte and Tim LaCastro because the D-backs they've got some injuries too especially in that bullpen they pretty much have no closer right now Soria Tyler Clippard and Davinsky <laughs> anybody who is supposed every time you get named a closer you pretty much go on the injured list so that's been kind of the the mark of the beast <laughs> this year for the D-backs don't be named the closer you're going to be hurt so they they struggle mightily to close out games that, that's their biggest weakness if it's a close game the D-backs have to be up a lot once they hand it over to the bullpen because the numbers if you look at like the bullpen ERA like they're middle to pack honestly the bullpen ERA would tell you that their bullpen is fine but if you watch the games it feels like they they can never come through in those high leverage close games so that's always what concerns me and the pitching we might be turning a corner as I said Bumgarner back-to-back good starts Luke Weaver (laughs) looks a little bit better than last year Zach Gallen's still a beast Taylor Widener has been a revelation this year all we need is good Merrill Kelly he's the only one who hasn't given us any positive signs yet is going against the Padres tomorrow. This could be the breakout game for Merrill Kelly to jumpstart the D-back season. You go through a full rotation. Everyone looks like a stud. So this is what we need from Merrill Kelly tomorrow. And I'm here to make a bet with you, Javi Reyes, right here, right now on the Locked On. Uh, I don't even know whose podcast this is. <laughs> the Locked On podcast, whoever it is. I already know what my wager is. Do you have a wager for me? Uh, well, first of all, just... Hearing you talk just now was like <laughs> Goku going Super Saiyan for oh, the first yeah. time. Like it was slowly like, hey, you know Carson Kelly and this and so and Eduardo Escobar. Oh, like it slowly <laughs> builds up and you're exploding. Hey, I love it. I love the energy. You know me. Uh, I'm a big fan of the energy uh, vibes. And I mean, yeah. I mean, so the funny thing is about our last bet. Uh, I forgot to come up with one for for you if if the Padres had one which they did end up winning mm-hmm. so at the last second I was like you have to retweet like all of my non-baseball stuff or whatever yeah and then I just like after day one I was like I was dumb <laughs> like I don't even want to do this <laughs> I was like yeah, all right I'll send you the tweets or whatever and I didn't tweet anything that was like that you couldn't have yeah it was I, I, like crazy. I told you like it wasn't anything like really problematic or too opinionated no. or anything like that it was just dumb things like oh look at Luffy yeah, it was <laughs> like, like, dumb like animated like that. stuff most of the time yeah it was like animated stuff there was something about movies I forgot what it was but uh it was just funny <laughs> and then it's just not the same so this time it's it's a bet that I've been also <sighs> I don't know if I want to use it because I've been planning it with Jason Burke in our locked on okay. uh, fancy baseball league, but you need to save it, save it, Javi. Don't use the I good think, stuff right now. It's too early yeah, in the season. Yeah, it's too early. Well, we got, because me and Jason are playing each other this week. Oh, okay. And we have a, a different bet. Uh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm turning out the details. Obviously the, the fallback option is always the icon change. Mm-hmm. Like if I can never think of anything in time, then you got to do the icon change. It's hilarious. Last year you did the Tatis thumbs up photo uh this year if we do fall back on that i will be choosing a cartoon or ridiculous looking picture obviously um but if not i was thinking maybe like you gotta name an episode a certain way uh something (laughs) along those lines or it has to be 
maybe we could do like the the lockdown Diamondbacks account has to once a day uh, tweet about uh, like one tweet for like four days uh, something positive about the Padres something like okay. that. So hold up a minute, hold up a minute, hold up a minute. Bet online, guys. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is obviously in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on today. That's right, tonight the NFL draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, of course, as well as the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA, mixed martial arts sort of action. Before the next pitch, guys, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game action as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is promo code locked on, guys. Remember to use that promo code. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And just one more thing, guys. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition rings at fair price points 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings see what they did there designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today rings sure to bring joy into her life ladies and gentlemen using only diamonds responsibly sourced from botswana 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement mother's day or simply a beautiful conversation piece whatever you want just a random gift whatever they're the perfect way to bring joy into people's lives guys they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced. And fairly priced on top of that. So you can give somebody something special and truly meaningful, guys. One thing that the guys and myself, the guys and gals, talked about is we agreed that we love the one by Aurora Lopez Mejia. It's amazing the way the word love is stamped into the gold. You guys are going to really like that. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure it forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. But That's if you easy. have one for me, please, please go oh, ahead, because yeah. you look excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm glad you mentioned Goku, because it has something to do with oh, Dragon no. Ball Z. Oh, it's no. a little D-backs versus Dragon oh, Ball Z no. mashup, honestly. Just for the rest of the week after the D-backs win, I just want one tweet a day. I'll send it to you, where it's something <laughs> along the lines like, Madison Bumgarner's on the mound. Let me check my scouting report. His power level's over 9,000. <laughs> something something so silly like that, honestly. Just something oh Dragon Ball Z God. and D-backs related. Because yeah, this was like a, yeah. a low-key almost started a war, us two, when you were like, Dragon Ball is the goat. I don't care. <laughs> or something like that in the chat. I was like, I mean, okay, whatever. And then it was just this whole little thing. And I mean, look, Dragon Ball's, it's... It's so hard to even rank Dragon Ball, for being perfectly honest. It's very hard for me to, like, rank it a place because it's so fundamentally important to the culture of anime. And it's like, it, but, like, when you watch it back, it's very paint by the numbers in a certain way. It's like, all right, all of his friends get killed and Goku shows up, beats hey. the guy or whatever, they yell a bunch. But, like, a lot it, of yelling. it's it's almost like the simplicity of it is great, where it's yeah. just like, yeah, Goku's going to come in and kick somebody's ass. That's and he's, all I care he's about. He's Earth's greatest defender, right? Like, I know people who are really get emotional over 
Dragon Ball and just Goku just being the hero who saves Earth <laughs> and that's it. But I think that just as a show, it doesn't have the the greatest of dialogue, even though it's been memed to death. I've, you just use over 9,000 and <laughs> yeah. there's all sorts of lines of people like using in images. Um, but I just think that there's a lot of uh, more contemporary titles that are better. But still, hey, I respect the love for Dragon Ball. It's what got a lot of people at least. They, they like everyone knows who Goku and Dragon Ball is. Like people have heard of it. And that speaks mm-hmm. to its power as a massive global phenomenon for sure. Yeah. And it's helped so much just getting people crossed over into anime and stuff, but we don't All have right. to make this a Dragon Ball podcast. Of course, I'll go <laughs> on and on. So how do you feel about the wager for that on your side? And only for the wager too. I only want to be if one of our teams wins, if it's a split series, if we each win one game, then it's just mm-hmm. a push and no one wins. Yeah. It has to be a sweep. Yeah. I want to sweep out here. I want to yeah, end yeah, the yeah, Padres yeah. life. Okay. I want to take their heart out. I want to eat it. And I want to stomp it on the ground after Javi. I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't even know what he's saying. You're fe- you're feeling it. I, feeling I respect it. it. Look, I get this way with Jeff Snyder of Lockdown Dodgers all the time. You know, where I'm just absolutely over the mood, and I haven't even said a single word to him after after uh, the events of this weekend series. Because uh, sometimes, Miller, not. the results really just speak for themselves, right? Sometimes I love it when you reach that point, that point between rage and serenity. Oh, as uh, as um, let me as, light an uh, incense. Professor X says in the hit movie X Men First Class. That's the real strength right there, right? And that's where I'm at right now. The perfect point between rage and strength. Sometimes the results speak for themselves. Um, yeah, I like the bet, man. It's obviously, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. I respect it. I respect it because you know how much it <laughs> triggers me, yeah. uh, Madison Bumgarner. He's, I still think Joe Kelly is more number one for okay. triggered for me, but number two is, it's like a distant second, actually. I want to clarify that. Like, it's, <laughs> okay. it's a pretty distant, because at least Bumgarner is like good at baseball. At least like there's, like there's a respect that has to be given for the fact that he's good at it. Joe Kelly's not good. And he's gets, he's lucky that he was thrown against the Astros and everybody started praising him for that thing. But um, just, just crazy stuff. And I, I'm excited, man. And also just, I, I think we got to get this in there. Can, can we, can we just mention it real quick? Oh yeah. Bring it. Okay. Up. So we're recording this on Monday night earlier this morning. <laughs> I mean, we were already blessed with the Padre series. Mm-hmm. We were also blessed by an incredible headline uh, article take from Bill Plaschke of the Los Angeles Times oh, saying yeah. that the, 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 the Padres cheated the Dodgers. Out of the Incredible stuff. Thank you, Bill Plaschke. You just, just a round of applause for you, man. That was so awesome stuff. Um, we were blessed with the trailer, a new trailer for the new Ratchet and Clank game coming mm. out on the PS5. And I didn't know this, but Millard, are you a big Ratchet and Clank fan? Oh, I'm a huge Ratchet and Clank fan. Oh I'm- my God. <laughs> Going back through the Wikipedia, I was sad to see I might have missed a couple games in there. But mm-hmm. whenever the big ones come out, I would try to get them honestly. Because I first started playing uh, back on the PS2 with Going Commando, which was one of their first games Classic. out. And that one's like, that one's so much fun, honestly. Whenever I go back home to New Jersey, I always pop that in the PlayStation, honestly, and just relive my childhood. So I- I'm glad to see it's- it's coming back. Back in the the mascot platformer days, PlayStation 2 era, everybody who listens to my pod knows I'm a big video games guy. And yeah, I was Ratchet and Clank guy. It was, it's funny because PS2 era, you were like, it was Jack and Daxter, Sly yeah. Cooper, Ratchet and Clank. Like it was, it was like the, it was like the, the Lannisters and the Targaryens. Like it was, it was one or the other. It was like, the, it was a console war within only just one console though. You know, that was kind of the debate. And I feel like there weren't too many people who were team Sly Cooper. I feel mm-hmm. like the coolest people <laughs> no. were Sly Cooper, honestly. I mean that though, cause they were like vibing. They were like, look, man, I like the aesthetic of this game. It's cool. It's not over the top and ridiculous. And well, I obviously I'm a Ratchet and Clank guy uh, just because I think those games fundamentally as gameplay experiences that 
just literally reward you for every single thing you do. And the more you play with, it's getting new weapons, leveling up weapons, getting new gadgets, getting new armor, just getting money to buy new weapons and getting skill points and getting skins and all this stuff. Like there's, that's what Insomniac games do. And yeah, I've played every Ratchet Click game. Uh, it's my favorite video game series of all time. And man, I mean, I don't know if you have a favorite out mm. of the series. Mine personally is up your arsenal. I just think that while it's not as aesthetically fine-tuned as some of the other titles, there's some weird, you can tell that they were, cause they only actually had a year, I think to develop that one after uh, going commando came out, you can tell there's some issues there, but I just think from a gameplay perspective and some of the jokes and lines, shockingly how great that game turned out considering uh, they didn't have as much time to, to polish it a little bit. It's, there's a little bit of lack of polish when you just look at some of the menus and just some of the way the enemies work, the way the maps aren't as open and mysterious as previous games. I get that, but it's my favorite. I just think the weapons are all perfect. And uh, crack in time would be number two for me but what about you yeah i was gonna say crack in time uh, i love going oh. commando because that's like the og and the first mm-hmm. one i fell in love with but like in terms of actual gameplay crack in time because i love the little puzzle games that they have and then the boots that you get uh later in the game like i'll just flying around on the boots oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah the little hover boots the charge honestly, boots, yeah, the yeah. Charge boots i'll just zipping around just shooting people yeah. with those so those are pretty elite and jack and dexter i mean that might be the most forgotten game through the years honestly like that was one it's, of the most elite i think everyone knows games. it though I think everyone knows that they're like, we want more. Everybody's so in. It was such a crazy. It's funny to think about how like that game start off as like this non-talking playable character in Jack in the first game. It's a platform. It's oh, classic stuff, right? Oh, Griffiths. And then it becomes like Grand Theft Auto where you're like jacking yeah. cars and there's guns and all this stuff. So what an amazing uh, like turn, a uh, face turn for them. And that ends up being Naughty Dog who goes on to be one of the five best developers we probably have ever had. And they're amazing. And yeah. Uh, crack in time you know and it's, it's funny because one complaint about the ratchet series for the ogs is that they they stopped being as as like more what's the word like some of their humor it's it became a little bit more kiddish to a yeah, degree not and as gritty yeah not as gritty not that the games were like dark but mm. i mean here's the thing we just named two titles everybody just l- listen again to the titles this is not an accident going commando <laughs> up your arsenal there's a game called size matters there's a game <laughs> called tools of destruction let's just say there's some innuendos and they like doing yeah. that and they've kind of gone away from that spunk that kind of uh, irreverent little thing that insomniac used to do with their games there's some funny jokes in those games but uh, uh yeah i think it's going to be great and the new trailer it just looks like a pixar movie i don't have a ps5 yet i know you mentioned you don't either but uh, i was so overjoyed when you responded, be, responded to me, I was like, don't tell me Millard's a... <laughs> I have to forgive him for all of his massive bum garner stuff. I have to forgive him. No, yeah, Ratchet and Clank and Spyro were a couple of my favorite characters mm. growing up, honestly. I, I'm a huge fan of the Spyro games. I always try to get all those when did they come out. you get the HD remaster? I did. I wasn't a huge fan of the HD remaster mm-hmm. games. I didn't play all of them. I played one of them, and I was like, man, I'm really not into this, honestly. I feel like Spyro's really not doing it. aged much. a little bit, right? It's yeah. aged a little bit. It's, it's aged like, a little bit. I was mm-hmm. like, you really can't do much in this game. As <laughs> to, like, I'm, like, I'm really just running around and just like running into gems. I'm like, yeah, you have the little horn, and then you breathe yeah. your fire every now and then. I like them, but also, I didn't play them when I was younger. I only played like a little bit of the third and a little bit of the second, I think. Mm. So, like, it was more a little bit more new for me and i'm a sucker for og like platformers of any type even if they don't age well like i replay rockstar's bully like once a year which is a game that does not control well basically at all by today's standards but it's just there's something about it's nostalgia man it's nostalgia and ratchet's still chugging along though still chugging along i think it's gonna be a big hit for them and hopefully we hopefully we both 
can somehow get our hands on PS5s and yeah. have a little brief emergency <laughs> review meeting of the new Ratchet and Clank game and see where it fits in our rankings or whatever. Yeah, uh, a lot of fun. How are you gonna get your PS5? Are you like subscribed to like drops or notifications? Or- That's the thing. I guess I have to start looking because at first I was like, all right, I don't want to spend the money right now. Mm. Consoles are always a little weird. You don't want to do that, but mm. I might have to, man. I might have yeah, to. Yeah, that Padres podcast been picking it up, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> get that PS5 now. Okay, I mean, okay. I see. Everybody subscribe, man. <laughs> Try all to right. get that PS5. Now we've been talking here for a minute, but I do want to wrap mm. up the pod with one question. Bring it back to base. Baseball, tie it all Let's together, it. Javi. Let's I want to ask you, who has been your favorite offseason addition so far for the Padres? I mean, it's got to be him. It's got to be Joe Musgrove. <laughs> okay. If he hadn't thrown the no-hitter, I would have mm-hmm. said Melanson, and here's oh, wow. why. Because he's just, not only has he been just effective, mm. but he's been kind of fun. I don't actually know. I, I nah, what am I kidding? I got to go Darvish in second place. The mm. guy is just so fun to watch. The fact that he has all these pitches. Um, I do like the whole shark Melanson thing. Like that's his nickname. And I do like that the guy throws like 91 miles per hour only. Like he just, his fastball velocity isn't there, but all of his controls for his change up off speed stuff is just so great that he gets a bunch of ground outs and stuff, but it's you Darvish after um, Joe Musgrove, Joe Musgrove through the no hitter, even if he regressive, even if he has an ERA of like 3.6, the rest of the way, bottom line is that history thing is forever. And while I know it's not like no hitter is never been accomplished or anything like that. It was the first for the Padres. And that was an incredible moment. I was on locker room live for the whole thing. Mm. Absolutely crazy stuff. So he's got to be number one. And I imagine every single Padres fan uh, will feel the same way. Shark Melanson just doesn't have the same (laughs) ring to it as freight train, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) What a way to wrap up the pod. That's Javi Reyes of Lockdown Padres. And zip zap to do that, everybody. That is it for my conversation with Millard Thomas of Lockdown Dimebacks. Always a fun time with my guy. I know we get a little bit goofy on this one, talking Ratchet and Clank and uh, Dragon Ball anime for just a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had to get into it. My apologies if you guys didn't like that stuff too much. Hey, it was a good game last night. Let me, let me have some fun for a little bit. But before we get into some final things and wrap things up, guys, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Not even kidding. I listen to that thing every day. It's really, really good. Great catcher upper on all things sports. Uh, in terms of the podcast, guys... Um, Still got some guests that I'm potentially uh, tinkering with for the future to kind of mix things up. You guys know I like doing my game recap, impressions, notes, things, and then maybe having an interview on the back end of the pod. And I think that you guys have been enjoying that. At least I hope you have been uh, so far. But in terms of the near future, tomorrow's podcast doing part two with Arm Layton talking his favorite rookie performances and arm is a lot smarter than me so he breaks things down on a really fundamental really molecular level when it comes to baseball like all the statistics all the the mechanics of pitchers and stuff like that and just giving his favorite rookie performances right now does he talk about Trevor Rogers of his own team? Of course he does, guys. Spoiler. Yeah, duh. So he talks about him and what's been so impressive about him. So that should be a lot of fun to listen to. And uh yeah, good times guys. Looking forward to this series against San Fran and Looking forward to this NFL draft, believe it or not. Looking forward to that, too. But with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast. 
wherever. And if you don't mind, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. Whatever your comments are, I am planning on rereading all of them here live on the podcast, maybe at some point in the near future, maybe next week or so. Uh, So be sure to do that. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.